0: Philippians chapter 3. And in the next 15 minutes, I just want to share a brief word with you. Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. I'm reading from the Living Translation, verse 12 through 16. And if you are physically able to stand, stand. If you are not, it's all right. In reverence to the Word of God. The New Living Translation, beginning at verse 12, says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things, or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. Let us all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Look at somebody, tell them now, say, neighbor. Hold on to the progress. You may take your seat. (laughs) Hold on to the progress. Hold on to the progress tell the other neighbor that one wasn't any good tell them say hold on to the progress as uncomfortable as it may be for some of you to think about 2019 was not everything you wanted to be and others of you saw tremendous success in 2019 For some of you, 2019 brought on great favor, brought on jobs, money, employment, and blessings into your life. For others of you, 2019 came in with pain. You lost loved ones that you cared deeply about. You went through trials, even on your employment, and some of you went through trials in your own mind and in your own spirit. 2019, for some people, was not the best year. Your family life was not what you wanted it to be. You thought things that were established Things that were set up, things that were looking like one thing ended up being something totally different. You've had people who you thought were one way and you came to find out they were different than what you thought. You have found out that you've got some fake friends and you found out that people you didn't know were your friends actually were. You found out that there are people in this world who will love you and despite the things you do to them and the things you may say about them. And at the same time, there are some people who should love you that don't love you at all. And it's a scary thing, but some of you in 2019 went through some stuff. And then, and to boot it all together, what really is troubling to somebody in the place now is that 2019 was the year of manifestation, manifested favor. And God did manifest his favor. One of the problems with saying that God's manifested favor is that some of you haven't figured out how you've been favored. And because you can't figure it out, you think that God didn't bless your house. You act like some of the folks that I grew up with that you seem to think that Santa Claus missed your house this year. You seem to think that God missed the favor at your doorstep, that you should have had more. Things should be different than what they are. And in reality, because you are looking in one perspective, you lost out on what God really has been doing. And sometimes we sit to the place where we spend so much time seeing what we don't have, we can't appreciate what we do have. Uh, I can talk about my sore feet and the fact that I'm walking with a limp and I'm limping into 2020 or I can praise God that I've got feet to limp on. I can talk about my aches and pains, or I can praise God that I'm still here to feel those aches and pains. I I can talk about I may be struggling in some areas of my life, but I can praise God for the fact that through my struggle, God is still keeping me. I can talk about my pain. I can talk about those that I've lost and all of us have lost loved ones this year. Or I can talk about the fact that some of those that I know who have gone home went straight to glory, past the line because they were already prepared to meet their Savior and I need to get myself in position that I can receive Him as well. You missed it. Went over your head. I, I can talk about my loss or I can praise God for how God carried Me through my loss. I can talk about my valley, or I can thank God for keeping me in the midst of the valley. I can talk about having to climb higher mountains, or I can praise God for the strength He gave me to get up the mountain. I can talk about seeing some rough road, or I can praise God that I'm on this side of the road in order to keep on keeping on. It's all in how you look at it. It's all in your perspective. If you allow yourself, you can make yourself depressed looking at the good information because you don't know how to process what God has done. Let me help you right here. You know how good God has been to you? You're here. And the fact that you're here tonight, or to tell you something because God kept you. You're in your right mind. You're in the right place. You knew to come to worship. You knew to give him the glory. You knew that he deserved the praise. If God hadn't been good to you, things would be different. But because of the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed. You ought to be able to give God a praise, not just because of what he's going to do, but for what he's already done. If he never does, Anything else, he's already done enough to get me give him the praise to God be the glory. I know you're going through, but praise him anyhow. Paul, Paul looks at them and he looks at him. He says to them, I need to tell you something. I know you having a difficult time. I know things are not easy for you. He said, but they're not easy for me either. I know things are not like you want them to be, but they're not like I'd like them to be either. Because if I tell you the truth, I'm even writing you from a tight spot because I'm locked up in jail. Uh, They've locked up my body, but they couldn't lock up my pen. It would be that same spirit that would allow you to write while locked up that would get a hold of Martin Luther King and cause him to write a letter from a Birmingham jail, one of the greatest pieces of writing ever put together that spoke to the issues of his day. Sometimes when the enemy thinks he's holding you down, he's just holding you in place so God can use you to do something you would not have done if he hadn't held you still here he, he, Paul Paul says I'm in a bad shot and, and I know you're going through some stuff and things are happening to you and, and people are looking at you kind of cross eyed and, and there's some people who are looking at your relationship with Jesus Christ he said but I'm, I'm trying to help you because if you're going to be spiritually mature you're going to have to get used to something and that is the fact that everybody ain't going to understand you you have to get used to the fact that everybody won't see what you see. Everybody won't feel what you feel. And I ought to tell you this because everybody don't know what you know. Paul says, I need to tell you something. He says, I want you to understand that that, that you, you're going to deal with some things. But I want to help you by helping you see what I do. Paul says, I, I want you to get this wisdom in you on what you're going to do as we move forward into 2020. I want to I wanna impart a word to you on what you need to do. He said, the, the first thing I need to help you to do is that, that if you're going to have the right attitude and the right mindset for what God is doing in the earth realm, he says, I need you to work on focus. He says, you've got to start focusing. Uh, uh, you, 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 you're, you're too busy looking at the wrong thing. And I want to help you right here. Sometime the enemy will cause you to be so distracted that you'll miss what God is doing. He says, I need you to focus. I need you to, to bring your mind in alignment with your spirit. I need you to focus. And, and let me just help somebody right now. I've watched a lot of football games, and, and I've seen players who have gone practice, and they could hit 40 and 50-yard field goals, and they get in the game. And somebody's running after them, and and the, and the, there's somebody coming in their direction, and all of a sudden, a player that hit 100% in practice will only hit 40 or 50% in the game because they get distracted. And I, I use that analogy to simply tell you this, that you've got to realize the enemy doesn't worry about what you did in your practice time. In game time, he's coming after you. He's going to try and put so much on you to distract you from that which you know about the will of God. And you've got to learn to keep your eyes on the prize, on the calling of God, that which is in Christ Jesus. If you take your eyes off the goal, you will mess up. And some of us are messing up over dumb stuff. Some of us are losing it over dumb things. We take our eyes off of Jesus I know when I was younger, they sing a song said, focus your eyes on Jesus, direct your attention to him. Uh, you, you you might not know that song. that uh, Pastor Baker, that's one of them old-time songs we used to sing. They, 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 you, 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 you have to realize that if you don't focus your eyes on Jesus, then what will happen is you'll see people instead of Jesus, and you'll see their faces. But you need to understand what the Lord told Jeremiah. Be not afraid of their faces. Don't worry about seeing people. You worry about seeing the Master and say, God, I've got my attention. Focused on you. The second thing he says, um, he says, not only do you need to focus. If you look at the text real clearly, he says, uh, he says, but but I, I focus, and I'm not talking about what anybody else does. Too often we're busy minding other folk business. You know, can I, can I say a word real quick distracted driving is almost as bad as drunk driving. In either case, you take your eyes off the road. Preach, Watts, I'm trying to. You've got to realize that you need to get your eyes on the right thing. He says, this is what I do. Now, if you're busy looking at what everybody else is doing, you're going to be in trouble. And too often we spend time trying to take the moat. Out of our brother and sister's eyes and not seeing the beam in our own. That's that's just Jesus talk. Y'all, y'all excuse me, let me put it another way. We too spend too much time picking out other folks' flaws, not realizing that our drawers are not that clean either. Come on back to church. I'm about to preach a little while. You here now, you got it. You might as well listen to me preaching because you, 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 you got too much dirt yourself for you to be worrying about somebody else's dirt. You ought to clean around, sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. Little wheels brothers for you right there. Listen, you got to focus. But, but, but then the second thing he says, he says, look, he says, but I focus on this one thing. He says, the thing that I focus on is forgetting. Oh, preach what? I focus on forgetting. I focus on forgetting the past. Y'all, y'all come on to church. See, some of you spend too much time recalling what was that you can't get ready for what God wants to make happen. You spend too much time. Let me. I, I know some people will spend time recalling the glory days about how good they used to be. I I, I like Charles Barkley. I like Charles Barkley because Charles Barkley is a realist. They asked Charles Barkley when when Michael Jordan was coming back, Charles, you coming back? He said, no. They said, Charles, you were one of the greatest rebounders in the league. You, You were short, but you could fly. Charles said, I understand that, but he says, I'm a habilit. And they said, well, what's a habilit? He said, I had it but lost it. You, you ain't going to make me relive my glory days out there. I'm not going to try and do what I can't do anymore. What I've got to recognize is, my, my good deacons over there, we went out one time. I told you all about this. We went out playing ball, and, and we were out there at that park in, in, just in Montville area, and one of my deacons thought he was still 16 and he went and made one of them good hits, hit the ball, and went to running around the bases like he was 16, and then his body said, hold up, we over 50 now. We don't run like this no more. Us ligaments are not loosened up. And if you don't stop, we stopping. Come here, let me help you right here. You've got to realize you have to forget some things in order to get to some things. And that includes both success and failures. Come on, preach wise. You, you. sometimes your success is the greatest hindrance to your future because you still think you can do what you used to do or have it the way you used to have it or be the way you used to be. When that day has passed, it is no longer there. But if you forget that, you can walk into what God is doing for you right now. Let me let me me walk this for for just a moment. Here here you have to understand something. There's some things you need to forget in 2019. There's some pain you need to forget. There may be some people you need to forget. You still trying to hold on to something that already left. You, you're still trying to keep something that you don't have anymore. You need to realize that some people leave out of your life because they were only temporary in your life. And you can't make a monument to something that was meant to be a movement and it was not meant to stay. And if you try to hold on to that which ought to be released, you'll never reach forward to get what God has for you. Instead of trying to get you a boo, you ought to ask God to give you a husband. Instead of trying to get you a woman just to hang out with, you ought to ask God to give you a wife to be married to. You don't hear me. Come on back to church for a minute. What you've got to realize is some things have to be left behind in order for God to do new things in your future. He said, I will do a new thing in you. And you need to release God from your past so he can help you walk into your future. Let me help somebody right here. I'm going to bless you. I got only a couple more minutes. Let me bless you real quick. There's some stuff you need to leave in 2019. Some gripes that you had, some unforgiveness you had, some folk you were mad at, both living and dead, some people you're bitter about, some stuff that upset you. You need to shake yourself right now. Say, I'm leaving you in 2019. I'm not carrying this mess with me. I'm not carrying this hurt with me anymore. I'm not carrying this pain with me anymore. It's not coming into my future. I rebuke the devil right now. I'm not carrying it anymore. I'm not going to be angry about it anymore. And sometimes what you have to do is you have to command your spirit to go ahead and bless the Lord, even when it doesn't feel like it, because you recognize it's time to move forward. Last part of the sermon. Let me help. I'm going to bless you right here. See, some folk right now, y'all still holding on to stuff. Look at, look at, look at right here. You still holding on to it? But while you're holding on to it, believe me, you can't move where God wants you to move. If you're still holding, you can't reach. Come on here. Not only does he teach them to focus, not only does he teach them to forget, he tells them the direction they need to go he says forward look at somebody say neighbor i'm moving forward no you didn't say it like you mean i'm moving forward i'm not worried about that anymore i'm not gonna hold it against anybody anymore I don't care what they said, I don't care what they did, I'm going to leave that in 2019. I'm not worrying about any pain that I went through, I'm not going to worry about how anybody acts, every tub got to stand on its own bottom, I'm not going to try and be everything to everybody, it's time for me to move forward. I can't live for my children, all I could do is tell them right from wrong, it's time for me to move forward. I can't try to make everybody right, I need to get myself right, it's time to move forward. I'm not going to be stuck on about somebody else's myth. I'm getting ready to live into my promise. It's time for me to move forward. I can't be worried about what this one said about me or what that one said about me. It's time for me to move forward. It's my time now uh, to turn it on to my destiny. And my destiny is not behind me. My destiny is in front of me. So I'm getting ready to move forward. Uh, that's why the apostle it up uh, the metaphor of the runner and he says to them he says what you got to do is be like a runner in the Grecian race uh, and at the end of the race uh, when you get down to the finish line uh, you need to lean forward uh, as far as you can Uh, it may look like you're about to fall out uh, but you gotta lean into it Uh, you've got to lean forward uh, and somebody in here uh, you may not look pretty uh, when you're leaning uh, you may not look neat uh, when you're leaning uh, you may not look like uh, the raven beauty uh, when you're leaning uh, but I tell you this much uh, as long as you're going forward uh, God can use you uh, your destiny uh, is ahead of you uh, And you need to tell yourself uh, this next year is my year. It's my season uh, to move in favor. It's my season uh, to move in the grace of God. It's my season uh, to get my blessing. I'm moving forward. The last thing he says, he says, here's why you got to do it. He says, I know you've been through something, but while you were going through it, you were becoming more mature. You were becoming a little better. You're a different person today than you were before. Don't you dare regress now. He said, press your thing and move forward. He says, hold on. Look at somebody right now. Say, neighbor, hold on to your progress. Hold on to your progress! Uh, hold on! Hold on, hey, Come on, praising. 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 Come on, praise him.